0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are joined now by Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, and he joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Bowler, good morning.
1: Hello, DJ. How are you?
0: I am good. When you watch the pictures coming out of Orlando, is there a part of you that is happy you're not in the bubble?
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness! I can't imagine uh, you know, like like we've discussed, I mean, March eleven was one experience that I'll always remember, and now this one would be totally, you know another. Uh, there's be some similarities, but man, i the, the length of time would just be the most challenging. There's no doubt, the most challenging part of this whole whole ordeal. but, I got to give credit to Adam Silver. It's a heck of a plan, and if it works, and you're able to play some basketball and complete this season, then uh, maybe it's a plan that can be followed by others. You know, so I'm I'm hoping for good things.
0: You uh, you probably weren't watching the MLS opener last night. I was eating dinner, and it was on, and I watched it for a while. I picked it up pretty deep into the game, but it was a little ragged. Now, the teams we're playing aren't especially good. One's an expansion team playing their third game ever. And the other team rarely goes to the playoffs. So, you know, it's if you were watching two teams from the bottom third of the NBA, you know, it's it's going to look different, right? But it, it was ragged. It looked preseason-ish. But these guys haven't played games in four months. So what do you expect? Now... I don't know how perfectly this is going to translate to basketball, but I like both sports. And the thing that they have in common is they're free flowing. And something, you know, it just it's not the the start and stop that baseball and football have. You know, it's a different feel. And when it's good, it's really free flowing. And you know, as a broadcaster, it's it's like a wave, right? It can just pick you up and carry you when the game's really going and it's back and forth and it's really good. And when that's missing, and guys are giving the ball away and all that. You you really notice it. And oh, oh yes, I, this is just that was just two teams. Who knows how the other teams in the league will do as they debut? But I got to say, I was watching that thinking, how's this going to be for the NBA when it comes back?
1: Yeah, no, I'm. I'm uh, we're going to fight out together. And it's uh, what is today the day? The, uh, the ninth, and we're three weeks out from actually the restart of the season. And the Jazz, of course, will be the the team, along with the Pelicans, to restart it at 4:30 Mountain Time. <laughs> um, but you know, DJ, you know, we, we were both on that Zoom call yesterday with yeah. Dennis Lindsey and Justin Zanuck, and I thought it was intriguing um, from both perspectives. You know, he's uh, Justin's in in Orlando; he's in the bubble, and Dennis is back in Salt Lake City. But someone asked him the question exactly that: What do you expect? And You know, and Justin also discussed it. But, you know, what I got out of that conversation was, from Dennis first, was he didn't really talk basketball at at the beginning of the the answer. It was about safety. It was about mental, physical health of his players. It was about making sure that the social injustice uh, continues to be heard, uh, those those, uh, statements from players. And then he got to basketball, and he said, and I, I thought it was interesting because, you know, without Bogdanovich and Mike Conley may miss some games, uh, you know, his wife's expecting at uh, sometime in mid to late August. And so I, he just said, I'll, I'll be happy if they compete. And I thought that was a, a, you know, a really straightforward answer, you know, from the top guy with the Jazz. And then Justin kind of answered it from the perspective of what he has seen so far. And... You know, DJ, it's it's hard to predict, but I think the team that really is more focused is one as a team, and maybe the Jazz will be. Maybe COVID, uh, the experience in Oklahoma City bonds them, and maybe the Rudy and Donovan situation will play itself out, uh, and we'll all we'll all see it. I think we're going to find out, you know, just how compatible they are on the floor. On opening night but let's not kid ourselves you're right four months is a long time they have three weeks starting today if everyone comes out of the testing um, session negative uh, they get on the floor right and they start the process but some of those scrimmage games will be important the three that they have scheduled and then they play the eight games before the playoffs so I would think playoff basketball may be much better right than what we see from the first scrimmage up through mid those mid-fourth or fifth games, of that, those final eight games of the so-called regular season. But look, you're right. The free flow of basketball, the stop-and-start, can destroy a broadcast because when it's happening and it's flowing, it's a great sport. But fouls, free throws, uh, turnovers, as fans know, it's just kind of a stop-and-go mess at times. But I'm sure we're going to see some of that from some teams. But those that seem to be maybe more in tune with each other and maybe take it more serious, maybe those, uh, my feeling is, some may not want to be there. It may be shown on the floor. It may show on the floor. Others have decided to make a run at it. I think we'll see that, that process as well.
0: Well, I think the three scrimmages before the eight regular season games, before the playoffs, I'm I'm counting on it looking pretty good when it gets to the playoffs. Uh, it should
1: be, uh, yeah. right? It better be.
0: Are you going to televise the scrimmages? I know a lot of fans have been asking about that. Has that been decided yet?
1: You know, I have not heard. We have a, a Zoom call this morning. Later, some maybe some more information will come out, and I'll, I'll you know hopefully you know maybe I don't know if radio will will be a part of that. The problem is if there's going to be a video feed uh, to actually have something to look at to right. call, and that's that's something we haven't uh, haven't heard. It would be fun to do. Obviously, Jazz fans want to see Jazz basketball, and the NBA does. Um, But we'll find out more uh, when we discuss some some options of what's going on. We're three weeks out, so things have got to start to be really kind of be be a little bit more focused on exactly what what we'll do. But we'll call the games off the Jumbotron. It's going to be interesting from the arena. um, I'm talking an empty arena uh, with uh, thorough. Uh, you know, six feet down the, the way from me, and uh, I think Matt's going to try to uh, you know invest you know his time as best he can from Atlanta. So we'll see. It's it's going to be a challenge uh, from from what hap- what happens in Orlando all the way back to Vivid Smart Home Arena.
0: Well, I'll be judging you harshly because I've already done it, Bowler. So don't <laughs> screw up, okay?
1: You know, we, uh, Matt and I did it a couple of years ago. Uh, Hawaii, years. right? Well, Hawaii preseason because they had trouble getting a signal or a bounce point out of out of there. So I don't know. It was it just doesn't have the same field. But as you know, our job is to try to bring energy, and that's what my my task will be to to try to get the feel. But you know, without that crowd and and no noise coming through your headset, it's it's unless the league will not delay it, and you can actually hear. You know the comments, but then again, the fear is you're going to hear things you don't want to hear. <laughs> you absolutely um, are. <laughs> so it's kind of a no-win, a no-win situation there.
0: Bowler, there's a 100 percent chance of <laughs> f bombs in the forecast if they don't play. Oh,
1: <laughs> and one, you know, you you know what I'm talking about when the guys, uh, yeah, and you know, coaches, uh, you know, had the late Jerry Sloan been there, we would have been entertained, uh, I'm sure, throughout the entire four quarters. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 uh, again. It's going to be a work in progress, and I think everyone who listens, I think, will understand. It's an, a huge undertaking, uh, just in the sense of getting this thing out of there for all the teams to have their own individual regional broadcast, and then also share it with the national networks as well. So it's a, it's a big big undertaking.
0: So one thing that has helped us uh, with the soccer broadcast doing it remotely is that we have. Uh, a pair of eyes, sometimes two pairs of eyes there. Um, uh, there's a sideline reporter and I, I don't think you'll have that Kristen's not going, is she? No, no right no. okay. so so take that away and I figured it would. But we've also had a PR person um, on injury updates and on substitutions and a little and typically they will text dunny um, while the game is going on and so he'll have the heads up and it kind of helps inform you of where things are going and the flow and it doesn't catch you off guard when it happens will you have a pair of eyes there for when there's most of the time you don't need it but inevitably something happens and you do you know, and it could be a controversial call. Hey, they're looking at this on the monitor. I know uh, when you sat down low, and occasionally you still do on the road, you know, sometimes you take the headsets off and you can hear what the ref's talking about. It's like, oh, okay, now I see where we're going here. Uh, do you have someone to provide that?
1: I don't believe that we'll have someone during the game unless they can call in to Travis in the truck. I don't think I'll that be works. able to hear yeah. anybody from that regard through my headset just to give me a heads up. On, on what's going on. So I may have just have to get that information via text myself or through uh, the truck who may be in contact there. I think the network will have a representative, of course, um, for for those teams. But, again, I think we'll have more clarity today. I'll ask some of those questions because that's the one thing that I, I'm concerned about is, is and you've, you've dealt with it, is, You know, really tell me what's going on. Is there an injury? What the update is? Christian takes care of those things as well. Walk-up interviews won't happen, as far as I know. We may have a Zoom interview, uh, and those are all things we're trying to work out to still give fans a feeling of of the game and also what the players' uh, feelings and experiences are down there. I know Aaron Aaron Falk, who once was a writer for the Tribune, who now is part of the social media team of the Utah Jazz is in the bubble. I've talked to him a couple of times and I'm hoping we can use him, you know, in the broadcast as well.
0: Yeah. Craig Bullerjack join us here on 97.5 seven five at twelve eighty the zone. What'd you think when you saw Jamal Crawford was back in the league at forty? <laughs> I'm thinking the two pain. things are gonna happen. One, I want him to drop forty at forty. I've That'd always I've always liked him and I know he's come in. <laughs> And their times it's like he's really going to give it to the Jazz here over the next quarter and a half. Always he?
1: has. Always has. He's just going you know, he to give it to. And he is him. one of the good guys. I talked to him, and I've always told him I just like the way that he's handled himself, plays the game. But I said, man, what is it? Of, why do you always just you know kick the Jazz around the gym? He just kind of laughed, but he said, you know, it's just some nights he's on. I said, well, you're usually on against Utah, but a good guy and a forty, you know uh i'm sure he's, he just wants to hoop i'm super, you know i know vince carter called it a day at 42 uh but i think crawford hopefully you know maybe feels like he's got a year or two left and this will give him a chance to get back on that roster which he has and then extend that out maybe into december we'll see well, he's really good i like him he's a good guy and a very what a big time talent man the guy Guy's a sharpshooter.
0: I just saw him do a national TV interview and I thought this guy could easily do media. And he may not want to. He may have had enough, you know, and it's not for everybody, but I'm telling you, if he wants to, he can. It was so good. It was so entertaining. He had really good insights. He was joking around with the guy. We interviewed him. You know, it was on remote. He was at his home and all that. It was just like Wow, I don't. I think you're better. I think you're better shooting the ball than you are doing this stuff. But you're pretty good at doing this stuff. I think it's going to come down to now. What's going to happen first? Is he going to drop forty on somebody, or is somebody going to roll, run pick and rolls at him on forty consecutive plays?
1: Uh, that would be a concern. I don't think defense is what they're looking for. It's mostly dropping forty if he can do it. Yeah. And speaking of another guy with a, that has opportunity with a microphone, would probably be Carter, right? Yep. Uh, Vince, Vince Sanity could uh, uh, could maybe. Uh, Make its way over to a network uh, broadcast. I'm sure that's the next step for him, too. Yeah. Uh,
0: what did you make of the whole uh, ESPN? And they get better access than local people do. And they got anonymous quotes. And Dennis thought the story was really good. Uh, did you come <laughs> away with any more insight into where the Gobert Mitchell relationship is going? And I got to say that that interests me way more than where it's been. Uh, yeah. Who was pissed and why they were pissed? My gosh, we've, you know, like a cow chewing its cud, we have worked that over! So I'm really <laughs> curious about what it looks like going forward and, and and how they play going forward and I wonder if you got any more insight into that now.
1: Well, you know, I, I thought it's interesting where those comments come from, right? Because uh, it's deep and it's uh, very, you know, uh, deep comments from players and uh, higher up officials in the Jazz organization but You know, sometimes, as we know, those statements come from agents and those statements uh, are used or planted to benefit one or both players. And it was a very, you know, Tim McMahon wrote a a lengthy uh, column about the two. Um, I don't know, you know, DJ, I think, again, both have said the right things. Uh, I think Dennis said yesterday that Rudy, he was happy that he owned it, was the quote uh, that he talked to the reporters about. And, uh, you know, Rudy has been pretty open, I think. And, again, admittedly, has matured and grown. Donovan upset, obviously, and it's about the ball. It's about touches. And I don't know how you do that because Donovan will continue to touch the ball, as will Mike Conley, as will Joe Ingles, and the way that Quinn runs his offense. And Rudy, of course, wants to be an offensive, you know, threat more than just at the rim. But I kind of made this comment the other day on the big show that you know Rudy still has to prove I think to Donovan uh that he's a consistent guy does he have a jumper no does he have a sweeping hook shot no and so that pass has to be entered perfectly or it's a turnover and i think that's what upsets Donovan is you know the the ability at times to finish now Rudy on the offensive rebound and the putback is golden money and that's 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 a huge high percentage shot as we all know so I, I think this will be an interesting time to see if they work it out, so to speak, and then we'll see how it plays out, DJ, on the floor in Orlando. I think I think most fans with a trained eye will be able to see if indeed they fixed it and they are quote on the page, on the same page, because both have stated right they want to win, and they want to they want to win a title. So to do so, they are going to have to be able to work together to make that make that happen and they have to do that on the floor not so much in the locker room but they're going to have to really uh, be on that same page on the floor and Donovan's going to have to trust Rudy more that's just really the bottom line and the way that maybe Rudy expresses himself in the media about give me quote the damn ball <laughs> that probably doesn't really doesn't sit well you know with Donovan so I'm rambling but you and I've been around a long time we've seen You know, superstars coexist and not coexist. Shaq and Kobe had their issues. Jordan has his. But the beauty of the jazz, I think Stock and Malone were always, you couldn't say one without the other. They knew that. But also it was an era of non-social media. So we really really never knew everything that was going on. So now we understand more and more because of just, you know, little twits, tweets here and there and that's when you, we started to kind of understand what's really not right or wrong with, with this combination. But uh, the Jazz seemed to be, from what I got yesterday, DJ, in that conversation, uh, that they were uh, hopeful and committed to both players.
0: Well, Bowler, enjoy your freedom, enjoy your ability to drive up a canyon or something and hang out and to not get tested every day or every other day or uh, whatever yeah, the protocol is. That was,
1: the test is no fun. I'm sure that's going to be, uh, if that's happening every other day, that's going to wear out some guys, but uh, hopefully health will be on everybody's side. We'll get some basketball, and we'll get a champion crowd uh, sometime in, in uh, October. Uh, whoever are the last two teams standing, I'm sure you'll you'll agree that will be one incredible 70 day run uh, of discipline. And oh, I don't know how you know you don't break the fence or jump the fence, but it's it's going to be a, a test of wills, no doubt. Thanks, Buller. See you, buddy.